0: And welcome to Aussie Vision, I'm Dale And g'day, I'm Mike And welcome to our Review and Rank series for Eurovision 2023 And today is all about Norway Yes, one of the most consistent countries I would say in recent years Oh for sure, I think consistent is exactly the right words to use for Norway Because I tell you what, 9 of the last 10 times there's been Grand Finals Norway's been there hmm. 90% of that time in that last 10 years I only missed out that one time in 2016 and in the times they've been in the grand final, they've made the top 10 six times. Gosh. Six times. That's incredible. Including last year where they finished 10th with sub Um, They're coming off five qualifications in a row. But interestingly, they haven't actually made the top five since 2013. So they're making the top 10 consistently. They're qualifying every time. But they're just not reaching that very top echelon. Like mm. their little neighbours, Sweden, are. So I think they're really trying to get up to the top.
1: That's why Sweden gets applaudits, the don't they? They yes. seem to be getting into the top fives, where Norway just into that top 10, which is still very, very good. Well, who have they got for us this year, Doug? They have Alessandra with Quinna Kings. Come, come. Sandra is a 20-year-old Norwegian-Italian singer-songwriter. After graduating from high school in 2021, she moved in with her grandparents in Norway before moving to Lillehammer to study at the Lillehammer Institute of Music Production and Industries. (laughs) In 2022, she competed on The Voice Norway, being eliminated in the live shows. She got her ticket to Liverpool by winning Melody Grand Prix, the Norwegian national final, winning both the jury and Televote to run out a clear winner on the night. Yeah, it certainly was. Taking
0: out Ulrika, who Mm. looked like to possibly get through with a lot of goodwill. Sentimental favourite. Attention 2.0 after not going in 2020, but this song just had too much appeal. Yes, very much so. Well, maybe you could kick us off with the pros, Dale. Yes, I'm very happy to. This song seems to kind of combine something very Eurovision, in inverted commas, with some elements of very successful European pop music. This sounds like kind of like Eurodance, but with this massive
1: Eurovision flavor over the top of it, and I just think it works so well. Yes, it's almost got that theatrical kind of pagan feel that Norway seems to bring, doesn't it? I'm going to say, this song brings a lot to the table. We have operatic parts, we have a driving beat which really pushes the song along and some real moments to hold on to as well. It is a
0: banger. Yeah, I had to hear like those moments, there are hooks of this song for sure and it has this immediate appeal. I've seen some people saying, oh, and even friends of ours, like, God, I love this and I'm just kind of going a little bit off it now. Like I heard it too much. Perfect for Eurovision. In other music, that's not good. In Eurovision, it's perfect. You don't want it to last forever. This is about immediate appeal, and it has immediate appeal. It went into the viral chart during Norway. It has that
1: magic. Yeah, because it stays with people, and I've got that here as well. We've already seen this go viral to a degree, and I suspect it'll get even bigger in May. So there is something here that just sticks on first listen.
0: And look, I, Norway don't normally change their staging very much for Melody or Preet, and I don't want them to, because I thought the staging worked so well. Just elevate it, you know, for the for the main stage of the whole thing. She connects really well. There's the theatrical nature of the whole thing. It's hurting in notes. It's the kind of, um, the dancers in the background with the light things going on. It's just perfectly Norwegian and Eurovision-y and the kind of sea shanty opera
1: does Eurodance all wrapped up together. And it just does it well on stage. Yeah, it probably shouldn't work, but it does, doesn't it? I'm going to mention Alessandra because she's got bags of charisma and personality. And in a field filled with attention-grabbing solo female artists like we will have in Liverpool, she can hold her own and she can get her own headlines.
0: Alright, let's go into the drawbacks here and I will start on Alessandra because I love her and she's kind of out there and crazy. And sometimes she gets a little overexcited and when she tends to get overexcited, she gets a little patchy on the vocals. Um, we've seen it in the preview parties, even to a slight point we saw it in the grand final of Melody Grand Prix where there was so much energy from the crowd. And I think she's someone who really takes that energy of the occasion and puts it into her performance. But if she goes a little over the
1: top, it just can get a touch messy. Yes, I've got here. It's a big challenge for her vocally here. And we've seen some live performances where it has been a little bit hit and miss, I have to say, more hit than miss. But when she does miss, it's quite noticeable. It's also an unusual song. And I don't know how the jury are going to
0: treat this, because this is going through to the final, right? Mm. Now... It's not something you'd play on the radio, but it does have a contemporaneous to it in a way. It's sea shanty Eurodance opera. I don't know. But will they love that? Will they go for it? It's done well on the
1: Spotify charts. Or will they go, what is this nonsense and kind of punish it? Yes, that was my other point for the drawback. So thank you for stealing that one, <laughs> Dale. It certainly isn't radio friendly and I wouldn't even call it particularly modern. So I'm not sure if juries would be coming running for this one. It really does strike me as a kind of song that would only exist in the Eurovision sphere.
0: Well, I think it's a modern of a opera sh- sea shanty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: have to find a playlist on Spotify and compare
0: it. <laughs> All right. Look, the other thing here is as well is uh, we've talked about this with a lot of other songs. Competition wise, we know there's a lot of other female bangers, another lot of female solo pop stars who are bringing much more modern contemporary radio friendly songs even Israelis crazy stuff that's going on is more radio friendly and it's a mess so it potentially could either get overshadowed it could get stomped on at times I do think running order will be a big factor in the grand final of potentially doing very very well or actually getting a little bit forgotten, a little bit like the Roop in 2021 where I think they got a bit punished from getting smacked
1: by go away yeah Absolutely. There is a big field of solo females here, and all of a sudden on grand final night, if you're the fourth or fifth best one, don't expect to get a lot of points. And that could be the downfall here. Well, as always Dale, it isn't just our opinions and views in the Review and Rank series, it's also that of the Aussie Vision team, and what have they thought of Alessandra?
0: Well, they have placed Alessandra and the full Norwegian entry in position number four, oh, fourth place.
1: I, look, I thought it was going to do pretty well. Top five, huh, well done, well done.
0: Yeah, not overly surprised by this. It had 13 top tens out of the 21 that we know, including a first place, and the worst position was 19th. Mm. And that was one of the worst of that lot. So when we talked the other day about Finland, I think the worst was 12th. Um, 19th for an Aussie Vision team ranking as the worst is really good. So there's a lot of love across the board for this. Yes. Uh, And who are we hearing from on this occasion? We're hearing from Mark and we're hearing from Z.
2: All right, settle in because I have a shopping list of things I love about this entry. Her name is She, Queen of the Kings, is such an elegant, clever, linguistic hook. It straightaway tells you that this is a female empowerment anthem as much as it is an opportunity for ye olde, medievally fantasy cosplay, it's also full of imagery that spells out what we're going to see on stage. Raven hair, dark as night, northern lights. There's a distinct sense of place about this entry. You know, Alessandra is an unmistakably Nordic queen. The package is cool and slick and atmospheric, and from the same world as the likes of Rasmussen and Emily de Forest. Then there's Alessandra herself, strong but relatable, queer, energetic. I think she's going to enchant the Eurobubble. This entry might be a little on the televote friendly side to counteract that I'm really going to need her to nail those vocals, which she can. I mean, there's actually enormous range in this song, including a whistle note, and that will secure it some jury love as well.
3: I'm absolutely obsessed with this queer feminist sea shanty anthem. I love the slightly folksy feel of this tune, but what I love even more is the intense techno beat hammering the chorus. It is Scandi EDM at its finest. If her Eurovision performance is anything like her national final delivery, we're in for a treat. I love the traditional royal elements of Alessandra's MGP costume. She performs with such energy, and the light show around her is absolutely spectacular. In my opinion, this is the best Norwegian entry since Margaret Berger, who came forth in 2013. The only downfall is that Norway seems to be overshadowed by its Nordic neighbours Sweden and Finland this year, who have also produced sensational up entries. Every point counts at Eurovision, and with the other two dominating the Nordic vote, I'm a little worried Norway won't live up to its full potential. To paraphrase Alessandra, which Nordic nation will conquer all? I'm curious to see.
0: I really love what Mark said on that first part. The opening line is fantastic of this song, actually. And that female empowerment does come through with it. And the whole nature of the royalness of it all and the way she comes across and the costume and the medieval type-esque approach that both Z and uh, Mark pointed out is so interesting. All are driven by this kind of euro dance beat. It's kind of like House of
1: Dragons went to a rave or something. Yeah, definitely. And they're connecting with Alessandra as well. They're getting her as a artist, which I think is very, very important. And she does carry the whole thing and she carries it with sass. So I love it. Absolutely love it. All right. So we go to our wrap and rank, Michael. Why don't you kick us off on this one, Dale? I shall.
0: I love, 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 love this entry. I think it's just so good. It's got so many elements that I like. I've always been drawn to a lot of things at Melody Grand Prix that have real Norwegianness about this. And I can't put my finger exactly on what it is. Like people saying this sort of medieval side, this opera side, I think the sea shanty side, people can't kind of place it. But I just know it's from Norway and I know it's Eurodance. I love that. I love her. I love the energy. I love the way that she just presents herself and commands presence to the whole song. And it's just goddamn catchy. That's all there is to it. It's so catchy. The whistle note, there's so many elements and moments. It's everything I love about Eurovision. I'm a huge fan and I've put it in... Third place. It's made my
1: podium. Made the podium, a bronze medal for this one. I'm not surprised you have always loved this one, haven't you? Oh,
0: from the get-go, from the Mm. very first time it opened, I think, the first Melody Grand Prix. Semi-final, yeah. And I was like, what is this? I can't and I was like, Oh, is good, but I keep going back to wanting to watch that because it just kind of came and slapped me in the face at five in the morning. Mm,
1: So a third place for you. All right, then let's go into my rap and rain. Now I have to admit This did not resonate with me on the first listen at MGP. I think I had my eyes turned for Ulrika at that point. However, once it did click with me, I have not looked back. Norway usually don't miss when it comes to staging, and they have something great to work with here. I'm expecting another excellent result for them coming up. Ultimately, the whole thing works for me. I'm putting Queen of Kings in 6th. Six? Yes, a lower top 10 for Norway. Who would have thought? Though? Who
0: would have thought? Look, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's pretty good. So I've got it third. The team have it fourth. And you have it sixth. So we're all around the same area. This seems to be working for the Aussies, doesn't it? And yeah, we've hmm. all agreed for a change. So I've not been like that a lot for the episodes we've done tonight. Um, but yeah, look, a really interesting one. But I also understand where some concerns are coming through. I think even Z raised it. And it is a good point. Um, Sweden, Finland are kind of overshadowing this a little bit and I think there are
1: a couple of question marks to worry about with the entry yeah at this point of the season we definitely have our two front runners but I feel this is in the pack kind of chasing so if they can pull out some sort of wild card who knows it might jump in and get that podium or get that top five spot that uh Norway deserve exactly all right well I really hope they get it I love the entry
0: and I just hope they can just pull it together very well on the night
1: yeah absolutely
0: thanks so much for joining us catch you next time